Welcome to the Tuesday Review. I'm Nathan, as always, joined by Callum, Alum, and James. How you going, guys? Not bad. Happy to be here on a nice Anzac day. Yes, that's it. Lest we forget. I'm saluting. Get your cookies. Yeah, get your cookies, get your badges. Yeah. Ribbons. Uh, yes. Um, so, we have something very un Anzac day to talk about this week. It's Evil Dead Rise. <laughs> <laughs> weird, weird awful segue. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm like, what is the? Is there a connection? No, there's oh, there was no. A oh, wait, it's filmed in New Zealand. There's a connection. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, and a lot of the actors are Aussies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and 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 Kiwis as well. Yeah, yeah. so there you go. It's Anzac co-production. Yes. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense with the earthquakes uh, in New Zealand and then in, and you know it being in California technically. Oh, <laughs> that was a real earthquake. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. that wasn't in the script. Spoiler alert: <laughs> get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we went and saw the new Evil Dead movie, which we were kind of cautiously optimistic. Maybe cautiously, we went to see it. Yeah. Yeah. We could have been seeing the Pope's Exorcist instead. I'm just saying. So that was like that was the options I think for the scary movie time. <laughs> uh, I would prefer to see The Evil Dead myself. Yeah, I have to choose I, one of the two. Yeah, but have you seen the Pope's Exorcist yet? No, no. I buy the bread. The ghost come out of the bread. Yeah. Anyway, um, so a little background on this movie first. It's one of those weird movies that was a streaming release before it tested too well, and they gave it to. You're theaters. supposed to go what straight was the other to film? HBO Max. Smile. Smile, that was the one. Yeah, but yeah. Smile deserved a theatre release because that was banging. Yeah, I actually, watching Smile, I was like, oh, I'm surprised that there was... Yeah. A, but this one, I'm like, oh, I can see yeah, it. Yeah, you can see it. It's definitely one of those movies where, like, yeah, you can see that this probably was a streaming movie. Yeah. Um, it's very kind of all shot. Well, you know, it's like in the same one location. Yeah. It's very... The movie starts, like, in the classic Evil Dead Cabin in the Woods. And the actors start talking and they're using American accents, but they're just off. And I, I'm like... Is this an Aussie? Was this filmed in Australia? And then they show the cabin, and there's all these really tall, like gum trees, eucalyptus trees. And I turned to Callum in the cinema, and I'm like, "Was this shot in Australia?" And he's like, "It looks like it." Yeah. And then Lily Sullivan, who plays Beth in the movie, I know she's Australian. Um, and then there's like the the neighbor characters, all these Maori blokes, and I'm like, "Oh, this must be shot in Australia or New Zealand." But yeah, it was shot, all shot in New Zealand, which is cheap, apparently. Um, and yeah, it all takes place in the one sort of floor of the apartment building. One, basically one apartment. Essentially. Really. Um, so, like, uh, you can kind of see, like, how it was going to be a streaming release. It's very low budget. I mean, all, all, a lot it, of horror is low budget. Yeah, but it, it, it's but not it didn't, like... it didn't feel low yeah, budget. Yeah, it wasn't like it was really low budget like it didn't no. feel it didn't, cheap no it didn't feel cheap but it was all kind of just shot in a couple of areas yeah um which is a trademark <coughs> kind of streaming movie sign yeah also um, a horror so movie trope or horror movie trope yeah. but in retrospect you can see how it could yeah, have been yeah, a streaming yeah. release as well but anyway it tested so well that yeah they did release it theatrically um, i wouldn't say look as far as the two recent horror movies that have come to theaters while being made for streaming i'd say smile is better Oh, easy. I think we all enjoyed Smile more just because it was like so... Cerebral. Crazy in your yeah, face and there was a psychological element. Yeah. and But respect... We weren't expect Like, I wasn't yeah. expecting it to be good at all. Yeah. And, and then I, when I was surprised, I was like, oh, there was some cool... Even, the, you know, I had problems with it, but... Did you end up seeing Smile? Yes. I yeah. quite enjoyed it. Um, you remember that? Like, didn't, yeah. Like, because uh, yeah. the idea that I explored kind of the woman dealing with, obviously, her grief relating to her mother and how she couldn't kind of save her mm. versus 
actual horror. You know, you always it's blended so well. Yeah, that you're so like struggling to kind of be like, so is this is this the horror element or is this real? The, grief, or, the real, yeah. just just real grief. The whole the whole thing was like she's a um, therapist or whatever, and then it's just like, is she having a mental breakdown or is it real? You know, is the monster yeah. real or whatever? But um, I, I do find it interesting when the companies decide to throw the movies to theaters because I think a movie's too good for streaming. It's kind of almost like a backhanded compliment to your subscribers. It is. It's just like... It's like, it's, this is too good for you. It's, it's <laughs> a compliment to the filmmakers, but also like... It's, it's why a knock against you just, the service. It's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's also like a knock against like... Why were you... I don't, movies are but so you, weird but now. you know what I mean it's like it's saying this movie is too good for your streaming service it has to go to theatres and I was like well then I'm paying good money for this streaming service are you giving yeah. me a product yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah, you're yeah. artificially keeping me with you're giving le- us the crappy stuff obviously the company buying the streaming service is obviously paid the production costs right but it's, it's the same company all yeah, the time so, so if they paid the production costs which inevitably would be taken out of let's well, say a budget for the streaming service yeah and it's well, like, is that like recuperated and then given to somebody well, let's else? Let's use or? the example. I'm pretty sure. I was just like, you don't get this. Go watch in the cinemas. I'm pretty sure fifteen dollars for Smile. I'm pretty sure it was Paramount. Okay, but Paramount has Paramount Plus, and obviously they're they're like studio distribution mm-hmm. yeah. vision. But I'm like, it's the same company. There's no kind of just like, oh, we need to display it here because we pay the production costs here. It's all the same business. And in this one, it was um, HBO. I think it was made. It Evil Dead Rise was made to go to HBO, HBO Max. Max. Um, obviously released through <coughs> Warner Brothers. I'm guessing the, the, uh, it's the New Line. It's New Line Cinema. Who I'm assuming Warner Brothers owns them. Yeah. I, I um, think they do. Yeah. But uh, it's just a, a very weird situation. You've got these. The, we've got the companies being like, "No, this is too good for streaming. It's going to theaters." And we're like, "But I'm paying for your streaming service. Yeah. Show me respect too." On one hand, it's good. On the other hand, it's bad. On one hand, it's just like, "Oh, that's a compliment to the filmmakers." On the other hand, it's like, "Well, why didn't you just?" trust the filmmakers in the first place because it's all about money and we always complain about the same things but it's, well, that's, it's that's just a coming product into. it's a product they were churning out because they have the lies they have the ip yeah. there's like we have we have we own the evil dead name let's churn out some crap put it on the streaming service and then when the filmmaker does a good job with the little they're given it's surprise pikachu face i guess you know yeah, all the exactly. su- all the suits are like let's put at the movies and make even yeah, more money exactly but i'm like at the same time it's like the streaming services are costing us more every month and there's less coming out, there's less coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. the question i had is again so could that producer have gotten actual you know let's say movie budget money mm. to make something possibly better and then again the streaming service still had that allocated fund to actually make something else. Because again, they, the HBO's cut how many different things? Yeah, exactly. Lately. Especially so, HBO is a, a complete um, nightmare at the yeah, moment. Yeah, they've cut funding to so much crap. HBO so it's like, Max, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, what are you, what are you paying for again? Like, yeah, again, now this movie, again, let's just say, hypothetically, it was paid for by the budget of, let's just say, mm-hmm. HBO Max production. Yeah, it's, it's an HBO Max budgeted production. Yeah, but then, where's that money gone? It's yeah, gone to theatres now. Yeah. You're cutting well, more money from your Exactly. It's like, so what do I get for paying my you know subscription fee? Nothing. You're subsidising the theatrical distribution <laughs> costs. Yeah. And then, and then I'm going to pay for the cinema anyway. Yeah, yeah and that's paying it. for the ticket. So and the popcorn and the choc top. dipping they're, us, man. They're, yeah, they're also, after the pandemic, they're doubling, the studios are doubling down on, like, getting people back to the cinemas. They're like, you know, for a long time, you know, we used to talk a lot about, on the show, about, you know, streaming's the future and things are going to change and, mo- you know, movie theatres are never going to be, cinemas are never going to be the same. And now studios are doubling down on, no, 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 movies still make, you know, the most money. We're going to get people back to the cinema. So is it a quantity problem? Because there's not enough coming out the movies that they have to take stuff from their That's probably platform. part of it. 
then we need to go down the A24 kind of route of like cheaper movies. You know what I mean? Just get and quality more product. Quality products made for less. You know mm. what I mean? Like that kind of A24 indie well, studio that's, kind that's of That's what we always, we always talk about how they spend too much money on all these garbage superhero movies. And it's because it's the safe bet. It's, a, it's high risk, high reward. Yeah. Like up until recently, they would bring in quite a bit of bank. It's a more recent one. People are just like, I'm tired of this. Yeah. I can only watch like 18 movies well, so often. Yeah, 18 mean, of the same. <laughs> I mean, like superior, we, yeah. you know, long time like, listeners of the show will know we've recently decided just to stop watching the Marvel movies at the cinemas now yeah. anyway, because eventually they'll come to Disney Plus. Yeah. And everything's too expensive. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, so that's the thing is just like, but the studios, they're still trying to get people to go to the cinema because they, they've realized the streaming, which for us was like, oh, you know, it's, I love the movies, but, but streaming... The studios want more money. Exactly. Well, but Because like we were like, the streaming is more convenient. It's, you know, you, more cost effective. It's easier to see more movies at home or whatever. But you can't have it both ways. Because it's like, they've That's also... That's what they're trying, they're trying to do. They yeah. also raised, recently raised the cost of Disney Plus to like, what, $189 a year, whatever it is. Mm. Crunchyroll's gone up. Mm. Um, quite a substantial amount. Like, um, again, most of us at this point are paying for... Netflix has gone up. Fox Talks level of you know service. exactly because when I consider I've got what the the Crunchyroll the Prime, um, yeah. I'm stealing somebody else's Disney Plus thing. Yeah, um, I'm stealing somebody else's care. So you know that's <laughs> how you balance it out. You steal other people's stuff. Yeah, yeah. Got the Netflix. Well, Netflix is cracking down on yeah. that now. So that's um, that's going to be the future of streaming services. Well. So everyone's paying like a little yeah, bit, or yeah. eventually, if they crack down hard enough, everyone will be forced to if they want a bit of everything, pay like what seventy eighty dollars a month. Yeah, you get back to, we've talked about it many times. We're back to the cable problem. Yeah. They're raising the cost of uh, HBO Max, which you can't get in Australia, but if you're me, you do. Yeah. Um, after, ra- after cutting content, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're raising, raising the, the cost price. substantially. Oh, wait. No, you know why they're raising it? Because they're folding in all the uh, Discovery Channel. Yeah, and they're dropping junk, the HBO from it. Junk. They're dropping the HBO yeah, from it. Yeah, it's just called Max. Max. So dumb. So bad. So uh, we're, also paying for you- we're also paying for YouTube. Yeah, paying for YouTube. <laughs> It's um, you Apple, know, Apple, Apple, pay for Apple. Apple Music, yeah, Apple, Apple has TV quality Apple stuff. Went, Apple has quality stuff. Yeah. I don't mind paying it. Um, we go in on a family plan, so it's more, a bit more affordable. You also get the music, which we you guys listen to a lot. I like yeah. the music, and you get the Apple Arcade. Apple's yeah. a different beast because you have the family plan thing where you can get like five accounts on the one family plan. Yeah. Hmm. So that costs 28 bucks a month, but when you divide it by five people, that's not so bad. Until yeah. they do the same thing as Netflix and like you can only have five accounts if they're in uh, the same it, room. That'll never happen because it's rolled into Apple's whole... Like, Actually, yeah, then you couldn't have yeah. one on your phone yeah and, yeah um but apple's like apple's not too bad yes yeah. you know it ends up being 50 something a year for everybody yeah that's not bad that's i mean for apple tv plus that's pretty damn good and like, the, yeah their shows are pretty yeah. good um anyway back to the evil dead the gore's good at least yeah so the um i was very impressed i didn't shy away from like you- having like a lot of horror movies these days they have the sh- they have like the shocks and the scares, but yeah. they kind of shy away at some of the more confronting violence and gore. Because you know, before this movie came out, everyone you know the the buzz was oh, it's so gory. It's like people are leaving the cinema. Like it's so. It's not that bad. If you're a horror movie fan, this is yeah. not that bad. It's, it's, it's similar to what you would have seen in the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> you know there's I mean? some gruesome bits, but nothing no, we were. But it's also something we haven't seen in a little while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like even Smile, as good as it was didn't have that kind of yeah well that was a different that's different different the thing smile and evil dead evil dead completely completely different movies um they're doing completely different things yeah but um we haven't seen like a gory horror movie like this in a a little while which was nice to see and i guess for me it was 
Because I haven't seen any of the That's Evil fair. Dead. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Um, it was, you know, an interesting experience. It did also push me into that. It, it had a vibe of, like, zombie slash demon stuff. Yeah. Or, mm. You know? Whereas, like, normally you've just got a super insanely powerful demon creature of sorts that's very, very difficult to, you know... Be, he hides in the shadows. Yeah, hides in the shadows, this sort of thing. Where this is in your face, mm. you know, weird stuff coming out of your mouth and nose mm. and, you know, eventually, you know, your intestines flying out and stuff. And also, like, not necessarily having, you know, that weird brute strength. Like, this is... People can fight back a little bit, which I, I always appreciate yeah. a little bit. There's the aspect of being completely helpless... And that's, you know, it, I guess it works well as a trope in films that kind of keeps you in your seat. But it's part time, of the horror. It's yeah. inescapable. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of horror movies have sad endings. But oh, this... So when we found out about uh, this movie even coming out, I was kind of, I think I mentioned Alan at one point, I said, I hope you watch the original first. Because it, it's a franchise film. It's like, well, they're not, not re- they're not really connected or i mean no. they are but so none of the original characters return for this film and yeah. it doesn't have the original so it's more of a reboot call yeah kind of but you i guess if you'd watch the original you know oh, i mean god forbid the original three but the original one you know you would have got to see some of the um the cinematic references to the original such as the way the camera moves at the start and like yeah. james says the cabin the that was a like, good fake it with the drone um, yeah that was fun like that kind of stuff adds to the adds adds to the the depth of the film if you're familiar with the evil dead as a franchise not just i do think and in saying that though i do think there are a couple of references in this movie like specifically to evil dead 2 which were too on the nose like characters just saying lines from evil dead 2 and, you know, the chainsaw returns, which I guess is a series staple. So I guess they had to have it. The shotgun returns. I'm like, do you really need this stuff? You've already got the basic idea of the Necronomicon and resurrecting the dead and all that. Do you need to have the I took them those... for more like winks, you know, like but it's they so... weren't integral. But that's the thing is they're not integral, but they're still there. Like, and, mm. and it's just like as a, f- like, because number, you know, Evil Dead 2 is my favorite. And I'm like, it's that Star Wars problem of like, they're going, hey, remember this? Yeah, remember the old and movie I'm like, yes, I do remember. I love that movie, but I'm watching this new movie now and I don't care that you're repeating the same. Yeah. It's At not least, that bad. It's not that much. I'm yeah. just saying. There were also also the blatant homage to The Shining. <laughs> yes, yeah, even yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I was yeah. like, that we was get fun. it. That we was get fun. it. That yeah. was fun. But I was also like, wow. <laughs> yeah, subtle guy. Subtle guy. But also... I- Am I wrong in thinking that like the the kind of the spoiler light spoiler alert, the creature at the end mm. it gave me thing vibes a little bit yeah 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 uh, no, I I do think that was that was a bit different yeah that was that it'd was be well interesting done. to see how Alum having just seen Evil Dead Rise how would feel about the originals if you know it's going to be a very sh- a big shock yeah because the original was very stark very not serious 40, necessarily you know, but it was very one, grim first one came out forty years ago and was you know super low budget you know yeah. it's got a very DIY Aesthetic. sensibility about yeah. it yeah um and you know Evil Dead Rise even though it's not a huge it's budget movie it's a very polished modern yeah. movie actually that's the first thing I said to Callum or Nathan when we walked out of the cinema it's something we always complain about in the show we were even just talking about yeah, it last it's very episode brown movie it, it, there's no they, they suck all the color out of it it's very gray brown mm kind of digital looking yeah. movie 
And yeah, it's just like, you know, like, Callum was talking about, you know, 80s horror movies and 80s, you know, it's just like the colors used to pop in those movies. Even if it was really dark, scary, gory movie, the blood like, was bright red and I the get, shirts, you know, the clothes. Yeah. Would, like, I get that it's a horror movie. It's supposed to be like dimly lit, dark, but at the same time, it's set in the derelict apartment complex and everything's we've just talked brown. About, yeah, we've talked about it before, though, is... Old movies, when something was dark and shadowy and derelict, you could still see what was going on. It still had color to it. The shadows were dark, but the colors were still there. You know, yes, there's something hiding. It's spooky, but you could you got a sense of the depth of the room. You got a sense of the you got you know the colors would pop, especially if you're watching it in 4K. Now all mo- almost all modern movies have that really flat gray brown yeah. look and they're yeah. trying to make it too dark because they're trying to make it quote unquote realistic it's like yes real darkness doesn't look like 80s movies darkness but the the digital kind of recreation of quote unquote real darkness that a lot of movies try to replicate now it's just like can't see what's going on yeah it looks yeah. flat and boring and it's ugly. more important for the audience to be able to see than it is to be realistic yeah and i mean yeah, it's it's a movie. It doesn't have to be realistic. I think the biggest like culprit, one of the biggest recent culprits of that is not necessarily a movie, but it was uh, one, what, episode four of the last season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That the, the night, infamous. It was just like, yeah. what's going on? Turn yeah. the brightness up. And it's that, not helping. And, you know, that was probably also because they had no idea what they were doing in terms of the story. Yeah. And they were just like, yeah, we just got to get rid of a bunch also, of guys. Also, they and, probably mastered it on like... The it was like 4K Dolby Vision. Heard, yeah, like, when everyone complained about it, the people who made it were like, "Oh, it no, looks when good we on mas- my screen." Yeah, when we were yeah. mastered, it looked fine. Um, and then I realized that most of the population doesn't have a gigabit, and they don't have even a if TV. you have a gigabit. Mister Foxtel over there is like, yeah, well, that's all it. you get is 1080. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, get then, a low and bit it's rate. not even 1080. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You get 560i, and you'll be <laughs> fine with it. <laughs> you get the lowest bit rate that we could possibly give you. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know. So you see the pixelation of the clouds and stuff. I'm like, stop it. Get some well, help. That's the other thing as well. It's like, like what do you do? You wait for like the Blu-ray release? No. The, the show ended terribly. I'm not going to buy the yeah, Blu-rays. No. Because <laughs> yeah. that's the thing as well. It's Especially with streaming, it's like you can master it. It can look as good as you want on your masters. But if your bit rate's limited or you know, you're being limited, then obviously there's a bottleneck. Mm. And it can only look as good as the technology will yeah. allow. Um, so I don't care how good it looked in the Masters. Yeah, it looks brown and it looks but like you know. Yeah, in terms it doesn't of look good yeah, on the TV. Evil Dead Rise, it, it's a good good looking. Movie. Look, it, it looked fine. Yeah, it looked fine. Um, but, but yeah, it's just it's a symptom of modern movie making. It's a problem of modern movie making where I was just like. I, also, do you guys want to go around and give your opinions and then I'll go on my huge rant that'll take up <laughs> sure. the rest of the show? Yeah, sure. All right, yeah, you guys, <laughs> okay. I'll Callum, shut up. What did for you a bit. think? So I like the Evil Dead. I'm a, I, I'm a fan of the franchise. My favorite would be the original two. I can't choose between the two because they're kind of different. I mean, two same but different. It's like a Star Wars argument. So two is objectively the best, in my opinion. I think so. Yeah. Um, but you know, one and three both have their own pros and cons. Mm. So it's like the original trilogy as a whole, like James always says, is like a wonderful, really great tr- trilogy. Some of the best horror movies. Yeah. I actually don't mind the reboot, but it is what it is. We'll leave that conversation I'm going to get day. that. That's my part of my rant. Yeah. Don't yeah, worry. yeah. I actually like the reboot. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was vi- it was nice. The 2013 reboot. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, Evil Dead Rise, I feel like my problem with it is 
Now, I don't know where they got the script from. We all thought it was okay. Like, yeah, it was yeah. a good film, but I don't know if they wrote it specifically for the Evil Dead as a sta- as a, as a unique Evil Dead movie, or if they acquired a script and then just jigging well, it up a little bit to include the Necromonicon in it and change we the were, baddie. We the were old talking Cloverfield Paradox issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. were talking before the movie because that's about, it's not uncommon in horror movies exactly yeah. uh, for them to and that's, there's nothing wrong with it, right? That's how the, that's how Hollywood works. Well, I mean, there, uh, there is, is a bit but, of a problem, but with but it's it, yeah. it's it's standard. It's it's mm. what's done. But I think industry. in this case, Lee Cronin, um, the director, like also is the sole writer, so I think yeah. he wrote it and directed um, it as a. Evil Dead project. Yeah, but it feels like it could have been any number of horror movies that they just replaced yeah. creepy guy with Necromonicon and adjusted a couple things and then bam, yeah. you have yourself a, a doctor, uh, you know, ready to go horror movie. Yeah. Um, so it didn't, considering... It I'm, didn't I'm, break I'm, any molds. I'm assuming the budget wasn't huge. So like they, they did restrain themselves to the Palmer complex. Yeah. It felt very generic to me. Mm. Which is not, like again, it's not the worst thing in the world. Most horror movies, unfortunately, are generic. You know, it yeah. kind of goes with their territory. That's why the There's a lot of tropes that's why directors they... like Ari Aster kind of stand out because yeah. they, they're it's like the elevated horror. Yeah, yeah, it's so, so you know elevated horror quotation mm. marks. Yeah, so it's like that. Unfortunately, Evil Dead doesn't rise to um, <laughs> midsummer <laughs> levels. You know, but <laughs> I don't think <laughs> we. Uh, Evil Dead doesn't rise to. I don't think. <laughs> Evil Dead doesn't <laughs> rise. <laughs> <laughs> I just got uh-huh. that. That was didn't even... <laughs> That wasn't even intentional. Jesus. <laughs> 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 Evil Dead Rise isn't elevated. Um, <laughs> but that doesn't mean it wasn't... That doesn't mean it wasn't good, you know? Like, it, it did deliver... Enjoyable, what, it yeah. did more or less deliver what I wanted. It did not have me on the edge of my seat all the time, but it did keep my attention. Mm. Um, I wasn't bored during the film. And as um, someone who liked the 2013 remake, you said Rise, was, you enjoyed it more. Yeah, so I, I think Rise had more interesting characters. I think it delivered on the premise better. Did more different, different it, yeah, things. It, it yeah, was a, it was a unique film as far as it could be unique given the, the mm. budget and the location and what the restrictions I had. Mm. It delivered it better with a more unique creative flair. Mm. But the 2013, that's not to say the 2013 one didn't try it because from what I understand, the plan was for the 2013 one to tie into the original. They're going to have Bruce Campbell yeah. make a return, Team and that they had this whole yeah. plan, and it kind of fizzled out. So yeah. it couldn't live up to its the potential they imagined for it going forward. Mm. Um, yeah. But like the, I will always say that the climax of the 2013 one is fantastic. I thought it was a great, great climactic ending. Uh, even if most of the movie was kind of boring. Yeah, I don't like um, that movie, but I'll go. I'll talk about that later. Yeah, but anyway, Rise. Uh, I, I feel like it had an interesting premise about the trapped family and the the mother whole kind of mother violence thing the um the the whole playing of motherhood and and that type of thing you know yeah. which is kind of common now in horror is this subversion it's just they of, needed yeah they subversion needed, uh, of fam- familial ties mm. um it was interesting to see the uh the the daughter uh, spoiler alert for evil dead rise i guess how um, how big of a spoiler is it medium some of the some of the characters turn into villains you know what i mean they get some get, get, yeah, possessed. get possessed yeah, yeah and i was interesting to see that it, it wasn't necessarily going to have a hopeful ending which mm. is because you know some of these horror films everyone lives everyone was- goes on to have a happy ending this yeah. isn't kind of that film you know they did play with that a bit they're like you think you know who's going to survive you're wrong. Yeah, I was thinking because there are the three main kids. I'm like, there's no way yeah, they're going to do anything to those kids. And then they introduce the neighbors, you know, the the other people yeah. who live in the apartments. And I'm like, oh, those are the people that are going to get killed off so that the family can stay safe. Yeah, that's right. And I'm 
without spoiling it too much, I'm happy that they went far enough of like, no, the family is not safe. Yeah, because you always assume that the the kids are going to be safe or yeah. the parents will live because they have to be the the agents of change in the film or yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, in this, it was, it was interesting to see they flipped the table a bit. Uh, flipped the table? Flipped the script. Flipped the script, yeah. Um, rearranged the furniture in the script. <laughs> Turn um, the tables. That's it. Um, and we we end up with an interesting Flip twist. the tables. Yeah. No, and, you already said that at the start. Uh, <laughs> We had we we end up in an interesting position with the characters where we don't know who's gonna live, who's gonna die. We don't know who. What is what's that? What's that Texas Chainsaw quote? Who's gonna survive and what's gonna be oh, left of them? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that kind of situation. Which I was like, you know, at least like you said, it's bold where they're like, you know what? We're not gonna. Yeah. You're not gonna know. You think you're gonna know, but mm. you're not gonna know what the end's gonna look like in terms of the heroes. Yeah. Because normally we know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we don't know, but, you know, normally you've Especially got the final kid, girl when kids, Yeah, when kids are involved, you're like, okay, yeah. I think I know who's going to survive. Um, and so, yeah, they had that going for it, which I think is interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So, it wasn't the worst film. wasn't the best. It's somewhere in the middle of the pack, kind of generic-ish horror film. But it didn't... It wasn't... It wasn't like a slap in the face to the original franchise. Yeah. But it didn't deliver on the... Like the, it wasn't the hot, amazing. wasn't yeah. as good as the originals either, but oh, that, no, that's mate. a high bar to yeah, reach. Yeah, uh, you can never, you'll never be able to reach that. Alum Deep. Well, I think one issue to be discussed is she's complaining about not being able to afford a nice apartment. I mean, yes, the building's derelict, but it's a big space. They got like multiple bedrooms yeah. and crap, you know? I'd say they, it's, they were living quite all right for like we, a family that's on the edge. I think it. we talked about it one time where it's just like the, the reality of movies is not the reality of reality. Yeah, where like they always like have to open up the, the space house, to make... Yeah, the yeah. house or the apartment Got to fit the always, cameraman in somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it's like the house or the apartment is like, there's no way a single mother could afford this. What's that you know, meme? What's that meme? The, the, person. The, the most ridiculous thing in Friends is that a bunch oh, yeah. of these people yeah. can afford the, the rent in New And they York never City. work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just part of the movie reality. Yeah, which yeah, is all right. Uh, one of the things I really, really particularly liked is, and as you said, it... The, the shot of the cabin mm. towards the start of the film, how basically it almost looked like they were using like a fisheye kind of lens to cur- not curve the mountains, but like make it very much like surrounded by really, really steep hills okay, on yeah. both ends. I really enjoyed that shot. Mm. Obviously, we don't spend a lot of time in the, the cabin area, but I thought, you know, some nice cinematography. I'm not a, you know, film school guy. I just, mm. I appreciate a nice scene when I see it though. I know what I like. Mm. And that was definitely one of those things. Um, Somebody that hasn't, obviously, as, as you said before, seen into the Evil Dead series, I did want more information on kind of the demon book and the history yeah. of that. That would have been a little more helpful. And maybe it's the fact that, again, that I haven't seen the previous films, I probably get that information there. It's just. There's a bit of it, yeah. Yeah, like I'd like a little bit more of lore into the, the world. They had 96 minutes. I think if they had, what. 10 more minutes of film time and they put a little bit more information in. I think the thing with Evil Dead, though, is like it's always characters who come across the book and the recording and then it screws up their life. Yeah. It's never really been about like the but lore around the book. I want to know, damn it. Although the, the TV series had Watch some of Ash that. Watch Ash versus the Evil yeah. Dead. There was a but, book, damn it, the book of teeth but and stuff. Actually, that would be a good. Um, another movie in the franchise is like doing a prequel set in the ye olde days of like. You know the early days of the book. Yeah, but, I mean, kind of like Hellraiser. It's like they they never give it the time and the money it needs to mm. do stuff like that. They're always trying to go the cheapest yeah well, route inter- possible. A, a long time ago on the show, 
uh, I'm sure multiple times on the show, we've talked about how there's not enough Lovecraft in the world, mm. you know? And Evil Dead's this thing, you don't really consider it Lovecraftian until you hear people talking from the book. And it's just there's Lovecraftian adjacent. It, yeah. It's like adjacent to well, Lovecraft. Well, the Necronomicon is from... Um, Lovecraft. Lovecraft, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's like, it's like it's, it keeps itself separate. Yeah, but yeah. wouldn't it be interesting to see a little bit more of this world? I mean, we see yeah. it in Ash vs. Evil Dead. But like, well, like you said, a bit more. Like, what, where, Who wrote the Necromonicon? What forces were they talking it, well, to? Well, I think one, one I, I wouldn't like an origin of the Necromonicon because I like that mysterious nature of it. Um, and two, like I just said, ideally, if they, you know, if the studios put some time and money into this, they could make an actual, you know, medieval prequel. I know Army of Darkness was set, you know, but that was more of like an adventure action kind of comedy. But you could make a sort of really good kind of medieval, um, you know, movie. Yeah. It doesn't even have to go that far back. But, you know, like a something exploring some of the origins or whatever. But like I just said, the studio never yeah. does that. And when they do, they don't give it the time and money and it ends up being kind of meh. Yeah, exactly. But that that, that would be a much more interesting... It's always sequel or prequel, I guess it, it would be, rather than them just doing another one of these type of monsters attack family I, and teens and friends. I, I do agree, and it's always one of those really funny things because, as we say, the horror movies are the ones that make the most money and require the least investment. Mm. So it's like give show some respect and just give the horror movies a little bit more money because they make think, they keep you afloat, man. Yeah, I think it's also like there are so many horror movies. And, and also it, not enough. Yeah, no, I think a lot no, of them are not. Yeah, I think there a lot of them aren't that. <laughs> they're good. all on shutter. Good, yeah, exactly. There aren't that many good horror movies. Yeah. So I guess you know they don't want to pump in money, and then you know it's R-rated movie, so it limit already limits the the audience. Um, yeah. So they're they're never going to take that that bigger risk. A lot of the ones that are really edgy, they go straight to streaming nowadays, like Shutter and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, but those are like super low budget. Yeah, yeah. Compared to you know this. No, look overall, I thought it was quite good. Oh, but did Alan? Did you finish? Yeah. Yeah, like like I said, I thought it was a good film overall. I did. I did like the fact that you know nobody's safe, technically speaking. Mm. Um, yeah, the the themes of like yeah, the mother and you know child relationship that kind of this weird subversion. I was like, yeah, didn't really. I That's feel, fine. I feel it wasn't very fleshed out, and they didn't have time to flesh it out. Yeah. But Evil Dead's never been yeah. really a franchise about yeah, exploring like those themes. Yeah. But, you know, like, the, in terms of gore and action scenes, they did a good job. I enjoyed it, you know, especially towards the end yeah. with the old chipper. That's it. <laughs> um, right before we get to James, we'll go to a very quick break, and we'll be back right after this. You're back on the Tuesday Review. Um, so we've all given our thoughts on Evil Dead Rise. Oh, did you um, want to wrap up? Oh, with- I started. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, and now it's James's thoughts. Okay, so I'm going to go on a really long, angry, annoying rant. So apologies in advance to listeners, but also not sorry. Sorry, <laughs> not sorry, not sorry. You know what you're in for. <laughs> yeah. You've listened to enough of this show. <laughs> Contrary to popular be- belief, I do not like the sound of my own voice. <laughs> after after this, I probably won't talk for days. There's a reason James stopped editing between, the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. Beto- between be- the week between each show, I like do not speak to anyone. <laughs> anyway. Um, I just love movies. I'm very passionate about it. So... 
Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Evil Dead franchise. Like Callum said, the original trilogy. Um, Evil Dead 2 specifically is my favorite. I think it's the best one. And it was a very important movie to me growing up as a formative horror movie watching experience. Um, and so I'm very biased, obviously, and, you know, towards anything that comes from um, the Evil Dead franchise. After Army of Darkness, the third movie came out in 1992. For years, there was rumors of, you know, are they going to do Evil Dead 4? Are they going to do Evil Dead 4? And, you know, 20 years went past. And there were a couple of video games which were kind of cool, um, but nothing ever came of it. And then in 2013, they made a remake of the original, which is kind of like a reboot, kind of more modern, um, you know, new set of characters, but keeping the sort of cabin in the woods, finding yep. their book, kind of people getting possessed, whatever. And I think critically it did quite well. I don't think financially it did super well. Critically, it did okay, and a lot of fans, you know, evil, even original Evil Dead fans really liked that 2013 remake, and, you know, Callum said he liked it as well, and I saw that movie when it came out and at the cinema, and I hated it. I hated it so much, there were, like, my face turned red and there was steam coming out of my ears, I'm like, this is the worst movie, it's an insult to Evil Dead. It had, it was just super cliche. It sucked all the life and fun out of the Evil Dead franchise. They were taking it way too seriously. And yeah, I just didn't like it. Mm. Um, and then after that movie came out, like Callum said, there was all these rumors of, you know, Ash, the protagonist from the original movies, was going to team up with uh, the protagonist from the remake. And it's actually... You know, then it's not actually a remake. It's set in the same universe. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there was plans of doing a sequel. And then there were also rumors that they were going to do Evil Dead 4 with Ash and that they were going to ignore the remake and just continue on the, the after the third movie. And that never happened. And then the Ash versus Evil Dead TV series came out, which was awesome. Wonderful. Yeah, hilarious, awesome. Yeah. And that yeah. to me, I was like, this is what Evil Dead is supposed to be. You know, really fun, practical effects, gore, kind of bit of comedy, bit of horror. They ex they explored some of the magic and <coughs> they explored some yeah. of the magic and the lore of things. Some of the best one-liners in TV. Yeah, it was really good one-liners. And, you know, Bruce Campbell was just so so fun to watch. Um yeah. Ashy slashy. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and so that came out and that got cancelled after three seasons and ended on a cliffhanger. And still hurts. Yeah. And I'm just like, geez. And if, after, even after that, there was rumors of, are they going to do a movie? They could do a movie that's set after the TV show. And it could. I mean, if this does well, I guess there's kind of hope. Well, after, something? after I think after Ash versus Evil Dead, I think Bruce Campbell's like, I'm not playing Ash anymore. This is like, it's it's enough. Um, and you know, so a few we a few years ago by, and then they announced this movie, which is another sort of reboot, <coughs> not really a remake, sort of 
it's it's not it's not technically a sequel to the 2013 mm. remake, but it's it's a bit more dark and serious and in that vein of the 2013 movie. Um, and so you know, automatically, I am skeptical. But I watch the trailer. I'm like, yeah, it looks okay. I'm like, the boys are gonna go see it because they like seeing the horror movies anyway. Yeah, we do. We'll, we'll go. Um, do what we have to do. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll grip my teeth and sit through it. <laughs> and I enjoyed it. Evil Dead Rise. Um, you know, not bad for what it is. It's good. Yeah, I liked it much more than the 2013 movie. Um, I thought it was much better. I think one of the reasons it's much better is just straight up because they're not doing the cabin in the wood thing thing again. Mm. You know, whereas the 2013 one was basically a remake trying to redo the same things as the original. This one does, like I said, it does a lot of that, a lot of callbacks, a lot of references to the old movies. But the fact that it's set in an apartment building automatically makes it a bit different. Yeah. Um, and they do change a few things. Um, and I think it's just a much more fun movie than the 2013 one. It doesn't have the same sensibility as the original movies. And the few moments in Evil Dead Rise where they do like a sort of funny, goofy thing didn't fit with the rest of the tone of the movie. I think, I think that can be partly explained what Callum says. It's the phenomenon now where they just the studios will get a script and they'll sort of they'll try and fit their IP into a script. Well, it, yeah. it doesn't feel like it was written with the humor yeah. in mind. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't have that vibe. But that's what we're saying is, you know, it, it definitely could have just been a, a generic horror script that they found and said, oh, well, we have the rights to Evil mm. Dead. Let's cram it in there. But like I said, if I, I think Lee Cronin, the writer-director, actually wrote this to be an yeah. Evil Dead movie. But obviously he had time and budget constraints. But Especially also, if it's a streaming film yeah, first. But yeah. also it's a modern horror movie set in the sort of modern horror movie uh, universe, which is that grey, brown, yeah. kind of flat and digital. And um, it, I think it takes itself too seriously, which, you know, that for a normal horror movie, that's not a problem. But uh, I think in this case, like I said, when some of the more absurd, quote-unquote, funny things happen, they feel completely out of place. And they don't have that same balance of comedy and horror as the originals do. And I feel like this movie either should have played it completely straight, which in my mind, not no. really what Evil Dead should do. Evil Dead should always be playful. It should yeah, it should have a little bit of a balance of comedy and horror. Like the best analog, obviously they're completely different, but the best analog in tone, I feel, is almost Scream in a way. Right, Scream is much more meta though. Scream's much more meta, but and it has that humor and yeah, self-referential. Whereas Evil yeah, Dead I mean, is kind of like more slapsticky. Evil, Evil, Evil and... Dead's more because Sam Raimi, you know, he's very much Three Stooges. He loves yeah, like that, yeah. that the slapstick and the comedy and the physicality. And Bruce Campbell, you know, was so really embodies it. Embody that of like yeah. rolling around on the floor and it's funny, getting so covered in Alum's, blood. And Alum's it. never seen the Evil Dead two. So he has no idea what we're talking about when we talk about the humor in Evil Dead 2. Mm. Things like uh, your hand getting possessed by the Necromonicon. Yeah. And he's Give like holding his hand. hand. He's holding yeah. his hand by the wrist as the hand's trying to grab him. Yeah. And he ends up cutting off his hand and attaching and then, a chainsaw to and then, it. And then the hand gives him the finger. Like the disembodied <laughs> yeah. so hand. So like we talk about the comedy aspect where it's kind of silly. Yeah. Not like, like I would, I, th- I think scary movies are kind of like 
No, that's a parody. That's I'm, straight I'm up scream. goofy. Yeah, no, oh, no, scream. Yeah, no. yeah, no, no. Scream um, is more yeah self-referential. But uh, like, but, like it's it's very much a um a kind of silly. Like, yeah, but it's still what I mean is it's still a horror movie that values humor. In yeah, a way, right. Like it's the still, Evil Dead, yeah, but they're, they're, they're different they're types different of humor kinds, and they're different yeah, types yeah. of horror movies. Yeah, Scream is more slasher, grounded, yeah. realistic slasher, whereas. Evil Dead embraces that over-the-top gore and blood yeah. fountains yeah. and but, demons and but like monsters. My ultimate, and... my ultimate point is that it's like it's going to be interesting to see hopefully in the next 18 months or so that if we get some more horror movies that might be a little bit lighter. They're not dragged down into being kind of like just straight-laced series. Well, I was trying to think, what's the last like kind of horror comedy that came out, like that mainstream-ish? I mean, that... In, a, in a way, it's Scream. Um, other than Scream? Other than Scream, Nothing. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Apparently, Bo is Afraid is a kind of funny. Yeah, but that's, yeah, but that's not that's a conventional Ariasta, horror that's, movie. That's, yeah. that's that's different. I'm talking about, yeah. like, wasn't that last, like, you know, Tucker and Dale versus Evil was, like, 15 years ago. Um, what else has there been? I don't know. I mean, no pets and laughs, but not really. Like, yeah, but it's I wouldn't not really call that. It's not the same thing. Like, yeah, yeah they don't really, not, they haven't no, made they them. They yeah. don't do them. And that's what I'm saying is Evil yeah. Dead Rise, it didn't really try to go that r- route because I think it's trying to stay in the safe modern horror movie zone. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are going to go see it. Oh, see this as, you know, if you haven't seen any other, other Evil Dead movies, but you like horror movies this is for you yeah. because it's just kind of like people will see the trailer and go, Oh, possessed, you know, creature and yada, yada gore. Cool. I'll go see it at the movies. And so they have no preconceived notions about yeah. what it should be. Um, and that's fine. But I just, as someone who loves the originals was kind of like, eh, but that's kind of what I want from it. Um, it doesn't have to go full army yeah. of darkness goofy, but that, they have to be a bit of a balance. Yeah. One thing I did appreciate, the practical effects were pretty good. They were. There is a lot of good gore and practical elements. Again, you know what? That's one thing. For a movie that went straight to streaming, I would have expected more CG gore. <laughs> no, I think at this it? point, at this point, after all these years of people complain, like horror movie fans complaining, I think most filmmakers are aware enough. And this, because the budget was probably lower, the studio had less interference. Into... That's also true because CG does get expensive. Mm. So I'm like, when the budget's low enough, yeah. the horror movie's like, all right. I will say though, VFX the, it is. <laughs> I will say the the few moments of CGI they do use look like garbage. Yeah, and mostly were unnecessary, which is something we complain about on every episode of this show. <laughs> um, I think the thing with Evil Dead Rise is sometimes it would look really nice, and other times it wouldn't look that good. Sometimes I really like the shots and the camera work and the editing and other times it wouldn't be good. And so the movie for me It was a roller coaster. Yeah, for for listeners at home I'm doing an up and down motion with my hand, it's like a, a wave, like yeah, like doing the worm with my hand. Um it's just like it would go up and down I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. Oh, that's really interesting. I haven't seen that before and I'll go, Oh, I didn't like that. Mm. Oh, that was that was bad. Yeah. Oh, I really like that shot. Oh, that shot was bad. Oh, I liked how they're editing this scene. That's interesting. Oh, that's editing's awful. Who who cut this scene? And it was like up and down. And so at the end, it kind of balanced out to oh, that was an okay movie. Yeah. Because none of it was the bad. The bad yeah. didn't outweigh the good, and the good didn't outweigh the bad. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. I'm like, oh, it was a fun movie. But it never, it never yeah. was like, oh, this is garbage. And it never went, oh, this is awesome. Kind of uneven, yeah. No, no, it was even in its. 
uneven good and bad oh, okay. yeah even in its uneven the, the good and bad yeah. balanced yeah, 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 out yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to the point where i was like oh that's okay yeah um but yeah like i said like i enjoyed you were happy it. and angry yeah it's like i didn't like it and then i liked it and then didn't like it. and then so at the end it was just like oh that was okay it balanced yeah. all balanced out at the end um unlike the 2013 remake which i loathe I enjoyed this one and like this is Evil Dead Rise I might watch again at some point in the future. Yeah. I don't know when. I don't know where. How long I don't know was how. It? It might come overly up long was 30 it? years down the line you might see it. Evil Dead like, Rise. Yeah it wasn't overly long. No it didn't. Well, it didn't, uh, didn't uh, overstay uh, its Like an hour 36 or something like that. Didn't yeah. over, it didn't yeah. overstay its welcome. No. Yeah, but like I'm not I'm not gonna buy it on 4K and put it next to my original. You're not uh, gonna hang hang a frame original frame movies. a poster up on the wall. Yeah, but at some at one point in the future I might revisit it. And if you ever watch that, the, if you ever watch the start from the start and watch the films, you know you could end up putting it on. I might do something like that. Yeah, yeah. um, and for listeners, like that's a big deal for me because I don't give. <laughs> it's another movie in the canon. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't give movies a star rating. I don't give movies a number rating. Ever, yeah. ever since the old show, we've never done that. I've never liked doing that. I think it's arbitrary. I'm like, what does 7 out of 10 mean versus 4 out of 10 versus... Mm. Like, if you if you rate something 6, what happened to 1 to 5? Like, at what... I don't... Yeah, yeah, it yeah, doesn't, yeah, yeah. To me, the quality of movies is like, how much did I like it when I saw it? And how soon will I see it again? How yeah. soon will I buy it on 4K? Will I buy it on 4K at all? Will I buy the limited edition? Will I? That for me is more How of a... How you judge a film. Yeah. Yeah. So this one, I'm like, I'm not really going to go out Which and buy it. Which is a practical way to judge a film. Yeah. I'm not really going to... I'm not going to go and watch it uh, Watch it again soon. But I will... I, after finishing, I was like, I might see this again one day yeah. in the future. Yeah. Might be 10 years from now, but I might watch it again. Also, one thing that I've spe- special mention to the fact that the book was really nice and really well done. Like the, oh, the Necronomicon. Book, the yeah. Necronomicon I practical do, book with the... Because I love the, I love the original ne- Necronomicons that have that, that face, face on yeah. it. It didn't and have it, the yeah. face. I was disappointed it didn't have the face, but it had the teeth on the side, which I thought were cool. And I'm like, I guess if you put the face and the teeth, it would have been too much. Yeah. Um, but but I yeah, did, the, the prop looked good. I, I did like, when, yeah. When the recording, you know, the LP the, and... I like the earthquake and how they discover it. I like all that stuff. I thought that was a good scene. See, to me, the earthquake just felt really generic to me because I was like, that seemed to me to be like, oh well, we need some way to fund fund book. No, oh, but, earthquake. But that, that makes it different because into usually, a vault. usually it's just oh they go in the basement and it's there. I was whereas I it's like spe- the fact there was an earthquake. It was like oh this was never meant to be found. It wouldn't yeah, have never been found I, unless uh, except for this. Act if, of God. If you'd exp- if you'd explain to me the basic premise of the movie, but didn't explain to me that it involved the earthquake, and you said to me, Nathan, how would you think they'd find the book? I'm like, well, obviously the kids break into an abandoned apartment in the. I complex. thought they were just going to go it's down to the be, basement of the com- yeah, apartment or, complex and like, find it. Yeah. All the residents live on the one floor. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just assume that they were going to break into like one of the older units. That's one another of the older thing that I thought budget-wise, if they had a bit more time and money, I think it would have been interesting to play a bit more with the verticality of the building mm, because yeah. the whole thing takes place on one floor. There's yeah. their. There's their three neighbors who live together they look like brothers the kind of marry guys yeah. and then there's an older neighbor um he's like a grumpy old guy who smokes cigars or whatever and he has and, a cat yeah and then, <laughs> yeah. then that's it and then there's the fam the main family in their main apartment and then they run up and down the hallway a bit there's a bit of, a couple of scenes in the elevator a couple of scenes in the parking garage in the basement and most of the rest of the movie takes place in 
the family's just single apartment. Yeah. I'm like, if they had a bit more time, a bit more money, it would have been cool to play the verticality, like running up and down the stairs, going to different apartments. Because it's a condemned building, you could have bits that are... Um, fenced off and they have to break into empty apartments and to break through yeah. the wall and it's like we have to escape you know f- they were trying to break through into one of the empty apartments and then they just they kept, never could yeah they just teased that and I'm like damn it I want to see this yeah. <laughs> I, I remember like a few months ago we were talking about the like um, older 80s Italian horror movies Demons and Demons 2 and Demons 2 took place in the apartment building and even though it was a cheesy old uh, 80s Italian horror movie like there's just more going on in that movie where there's like run up and down going to different apartments as zombies smash it through things and the cars driving around the um uh, parking garage and them smashing into zombies and demons and and there's just so much going on that's why i love those old 80s movies because even though this one's evil dead rise is more polished there's less more modern yeah it's just less going on more contained and that's not necessarily a bad thing but I was just kind of thought of like, oh, it just takes place in one. I think like, again, it's a matter of scope because it's like you just, I wouldn't expect an Evil Dead kind of studio funded movie with a known IP to be like, you expect that kind of self-contained in one building or one apartment the to be in the like. Woods, yeah. the Evil Dead's the always woods. been about that, yeah. But it's like, yeah, you would expect it from something a little bit more known, you'd more scope or more adventure but, but that's or, like i said is yeah. the studio is never going to invest yeah. the money it needs you know they're never going to do that medieval prequel that that i wanted army of darkness was a miracle when it came out i mean i don't think they're going to do anything like that ever again uh, even ash versus the evil dead the tv show which is you know a normal budgeted normal production show um also shot in new zealand um like yeah. that, that, that still had a lot of stuff going on because there's a show and they had more characters and they had road trip elements and they would go to different places and, you know, there was more villains and, um, yeah, whereas when it comes to the movie, the studio is just going to be like, we have this IP, we're going to give you this amount of money, you have to do it quickly and it's going to go streaming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I could ramble on all night, but I'll just say maybe a couple other things. Um, I liked all the kids. I thought they were all pretty good. Yeah. Um, shout out. VIP is Stephanie. Yeah. Yes. Stephanie. 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 Yeah. The little girl's doll slash staff. <laughs> that was fun. Um, Which did protect her at one point. Yes. There's there's a lot of foreshadowing. Che- there's Chekhov's gun in every second scene. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, they're setting that up for later. Oh, they're setting that up. Oh, the scissors are there. Okay, oh, yeah, I see what you're doing yeah. there. Setting up that. Um, almost maybe too much. It's a bit on the nose. Um, but at least they didn't come out of nowhere, I guess. Yeah, that, would be, like, that would be like, worse. It wasn't like a character put something there, looked at the camera like... We'll save this for later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, see, that, that that sounds like an Evil Dead 2 joke, that winking at the camera kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, Ash will play. We'll One leave this th- for oh, later. Oh, wink. Oh, oh, so you know how <laughs> there were things that, that they said in this movie that's directly from, like, Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2? You know, like, zombies saying, Dead by Dawn, Dead by Dawn. That's directly from Evil Dead 2. Um, when she says, come get some, that's from Army of Darkness. I'm like, that's too on the nose. I don't like that. The one thing they could have done, the one callback they should have done, in my opinion, is the the son is a like he wanna be DJ. So he has a a turntable. 
and that's why they're able to play the records. I'm like, okay, I like that. That's why they're struggling to pay the rent. He's got like tens of thousands of dollars. Of DJ <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when he finds the vinyl, he should have said groovy. Like uh, Ash does, yeah. even yeah. though even though he's a kid and he wouldn't yeah, 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 really, yeah, yeah. kids don't say yeah, that. Yeah. His mum is like a cool tattoo artist yeah. who definitely would have said well, that. The, the, the mum could have picked it up and went. Oh, and also he plays yeah. vi- he plays vinyl, so he knows at yeah. least enough about old music to know what groovy means. That's the one thing they should have the, the one callback yeah. they should have done. <laughs> You know, because I'm like, I would have liked this movie probably more if they cut out the chainsaw, cut out the shotgun, cut out the rest of that dialogue that's from the old movies and just have it be its own movie. But it's still set in the Evil Dead universe. One thing also, sorry, I could go on and on. I'll shut up soon. No, no. At the start of the movie, they say when they play the recording, oh, Bruce Bruce Campbell has a cameo on the recording. That's cool. Um, One of you know, the guy doing the recording says it's one of three books, which as far as I know, if I'm not mistaken, in the original Evil Dead trilogy has only ever been one book. Mm. So if the one book from the original Sam Raimi movies is one, different one book. if the book from the 2013 remake is book two... They're unifying and, all the... Yeah, and Evil Dead Rise has book three... Then all three movies take place in the same timeline and canon yeah. and That's universe. That's interesting. And they could play with that in so the future. So we could get another Necromonicon in a sequel that has the base on it. Yeah. That's cool. Or, or you know, you could you could definitely play with the fact that this is this is all happening in the an, same universe. An ECU? EDCU? So you put all the three books together, you summon Exodia? Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> no, but see, wouldn't that be an interesting idea where you take all the protagonists from the franchise, well, that was, that including the, the supporting cast from yeah. Ash vs. Evil Dead, and you have one yeah. big multi, maybe multi-film, multi-genre, whatever, yeah, all, idea about what happens when all three That will books, never happen. All the books yeah. are together, mm. and then it triggers some sort of... Um, yeah, like I said, they'll never put the time and money and budget. They'll never get it to work. They'll, ne- they'll never get everyone back together. But what a cool idea, time. right? Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I like the actors, uh, even though a lot of the accents, you could tell they were Kiwis or Aussies. Um, Alyssa Sutherland, who plays the mum, who becomes possessed, was quite good, you know, in her physicality and stuff. Yeah. Um, and she was Australian, I didn't know that. She she did quite a good job. I could tell she was Australian when she said titty suckers. Because <laughs> that's her. <laughs> then she said, it, you know, you could see the Australian come out in that. Titty sucking parasites. She calls her kids titty sucking. That's, yeah, that's gold. Classic dead eye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't hate it. And for me, that's, 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 that's an endorsement. That's, that's yeah. a glowing endorsement. If you've listened to the show before, if you've been listening to what I've been saying about the original movies, yeah, the, that's a like two thumbs up. You know, yeah, excellent. So yeah, it was all right. Check it out if you like horror movies. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess that's all the time we've got for tonight, yeah. everyone. Um, please like and share the Tuesday Review Facebook page, Instagram, and still the Twitter. Yeah, maybe not for long. We'll so, see. So, so obviously, like for anyone that needs extra context, James is uh, the real life version of uh, Jay Sherman. And so, oh, it stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Yes, Richard Sherman, everything stinks. I'm an angry movie critic, yeah. 
yes, we still have the Twitter. For how long, I don't know. For uh, keep all audiences in the know. Well, we will not pay for the blue tick. Hopefully, hopefully they'll, they'll give us tick. a blue tick because apparently they're doing that now to yeah, trick to, people. We're not paying a thousand dollars a month have for the like, yellow tick. The people have like uh, millions of scrubs or more. They just give them the blue tick. Yeah, to, but wasn't that the thing before? Yes, no, yeah, it was. No, but, yeah, well, but, but then they had to went through more verification. Like it used to be, the blue tick was like if you're actually someone important or in your field. Yes. Too long and now it's basically just like anyone who has, has a sufficient following. Yeah. Um, Except for YouTubers. I had YouTubers for a while. Yeah. Um, um, it's, it's interesting because we used to get anywhere from 150 to 200 views on our Twitter posts mm. when, I would, when we would put out a new episode, yeah? And now we're getting like 15 to 20. Because <laughs> we, yeah. we, we don't the algorithm. Because they changed the algorithm to yeah. prioritize the blue tips. Well, Do you I've want to pay be- for it for a month just as a trial? No, I'm not no, paying for no it. Look, look, I'm not fine, giving Elon, Elon money. King. Fine, with a stolen credit card. <laughs> All right, you steal a credit card. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Alan, Alan, I'm sure you, it's a, you know. It's a victimless to... crime. All right, yeah, Alan, yeah. you can be our producer and you can organize yeah, yeah. that. Go ahead, go nuts. No, well, I've said it before. <laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you're listening and Twitter is your main preferred kind of way of getting Tuesday Review information then stop it you have some yeah, help. one stop get off twitter <laughs> but two you have to let us know because we're trying to get off that as soon as we can when there's an alternative we'll take it and delete it yeah um, also we only post like once a week anyway yeah. so it's if you miss out on the twitter you can yeah find yeah. it yeah. um but uh yeah please like and share yeah. all the socials yeah use boomer book like the rest of the yeah. yeah yeah facebook uh, instagram i think is the only one that's not yeah, not completely dead in the not, Yeah, not dead. Um, we need to Find look further out. bulletin board. You know, if you have any good ideas, hit us up. Well, the <laughs> thing is, is we don't. We've, we've talked about so many times. Yeah. We don't have time for this. If we had time, yeah. we would have had a YouTube up already, and we would have had. Yeah. We would have posted more. And yeah, there is a YouTube up for car talk. Dun, dun, dun. Well, yeah, but you help. You were helping Matt out with that, weren't you? you so can help us now out you can this. help us with yeah. that. <laughs> I was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, I paid for the website hosting. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. Well, now we have to actually create the website. Well, the, at the name moment, hosting, I should say. Yeah. So you we just go got through, the domain you can, name. If you go to review dot com, it'll just lead you to our Facebook Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Please like and share all the socials. You can listen to all the other episodes wherever you listen. Um. You rate, can also review and subscribe <laughs> and subscribe. Um, ring that bell. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. We <laughs> just. Bell? Yeah. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, a, it's a joke about yeah. YouTube's. Of course, we do not have. I. Uh, yeah. I, I know. We. I know. We don't really engage that much, and you know, we're just doing this as a hobby, and we've kind of had our ups and downs as to what we're doing with this show. But rating and reviewing and subscribing does help it to get out to more people, and maybe if more people listen. Uh, we've had some reviews every now and again where they say we hate when they talk politics, but the movies. That was okay. one guy, <laughs> and I'm like, I remember that guy. I'm like, like, I'm like come one, fight me, come to the Yeah, station. I'm like one, fair enough, <laughs> yeah. but two, I'm like, if he's a Nazi, I don't want him listening to our stuff. <laughs> um, also, you know, you can please listen live as well. Um, if you want some more danger in your yeah, life, we do record at ninety-eight point nine Northwest FM. We go live at six PM on Tuesdays, but I don't think there are many people. Not there are not many people who can actually get the signal. But we have the online. It's on tune, through TuneIn Radio streaming. Yeah, yeah um, you can get live, on, live on dangerously. Radio. Listen to the car wreck live. Yeah. <laughs> 
pre-editing. Hey, That's back it. in the day, <laughs> yeah, I used to yeah. edit everything out. Now yeah. it's just uh, Nathan chops off the certain end and we upload I feel like it, so. people like listening to it a little bit rougher, though. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be clean. Yeah, so audience likes it rough. Behind the scenes. That's, 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 well, we're going to start a Patreon having the behind the scenes. Yeah. All we'll the only spicy fans. stuff <laughs> you can't say on air. <laughs> we'll put you in touch with OnlyFans, Alan. That's what we'll do. The car talk scene. That's that's exactly what we with car talk. <laughs> like Patreon, nah, OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week. Adios, cousins.